Hey everyone, Jason here. I am the My Climate Journey show host. Before we get going, I wanted to take a minute and tell you about the My Climate Journey, or MCJ as we call it, membership option. Membership came to be because there were a bunch of people that were listening to the show that weren't just looking for education, but they were longing for a peer group as well. So we set up a Slack community for those people that's now mushroomed into more than 1,300 members. There is an application to become a member. It's not an exclusive thing. There's four criteria we screen for. Determination to tackle the problem of climate change. Ambition to work on the most impactful solution areas. Optimism that we can make a dent and we're not wasting our time for trying. And a collaborative spirit. Beyond that, the more diversity, the better. There's a bunch of great things that have come out of that community, a number of founding teams that have met in there, a number of nonprofits that have been established, a bunch of hiring that's been done, a bunch of companies that have raised capital in there, a bunch of funds that have gotten limited partners or investors for their funds in there, as well as a bunch of events and programming by members and for members, and some open source projects that are getting actively worked on that hatched in there as well. At any rate, if you want to learn more, you can go to myclimatejourney.co, the website, and click the Become a Member tab at the top. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Jacobs, and welcome to My Climate Journey. This show follows my journey to interview a wide range of guests to better understand and make sense of the formidable problem of climate change and try to figure out how people like you and I can help. Today's guest is Tadiu Carnero, Chairman and CEO of Boston Metal. This discussion is part of the SOSV Climate Tech Summit from a few weeks ago. It's shorter than our typical MCJ episode, but it's an important discussion with an impactful company in an important sector for decarbonization, so we wanted to air it anyways. Now, steel production is one of the most carbon-intensive industries in the world, representing close to 9% of global CO2 emissions. Boston Metal spun out of MIT in 2012 and has invented a coal-free, emissions-free, modular method of industrial steel production based on the use of electricity. We have a great discussion in this episode about why decarbonizing steel is so important, what some of the obstacles are that makes it challenging, Boston Metal's unique approach, their starting point, traction to date, key goals and objectives over the next 12 to 24 months, and their long vision. We also talk about the obstacles standing in the way of them and others decarbonizing the steel industry and what could be changed outside of the scope of their control to unlock faster progress. Tadu, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you uh, to the organization for inviting us for this chat. And, uh, and, and thank you for your introduction and, and for emphasizing the importance of uh, uh, decarbonizing steel to, to what is the, the, the major goal for, for our society, which is to, to move to, to a, uh, from the, the carbon era to, to, a new, uh, to a new era where we eliminate uh, CO2 emissions. So that's our mission, to uh, commercialize uh, uh, a process that, that we are developing to manufacture steel without any CO2 emissions. And what is the origin story for the company? How did Boston Metal come about? It's, uh, 
it's it, it the, the process is a platform technology so it, it came it came with this uh, idea of using electricity to manufacture metals in a in a sustainable way uh, and we at one point uh, in the life of uh, of the company we picked the bat of steel it's a it's a pretty obvious one because it's the it's the one that it's the the, the most significant in order to use this technology, which is to uh, pass electricity to a mixture of oxides and, and get the least stable one to be split apart. And uh, so, so by design, we, we, we make the iron oxide from the iron ore uh, to be the least stable. As, as you pass electricity in the cell, you break the bonds apart, so you get the iron for your steel and you emit oxygen as a byproduct. So you can do that with other oxides as well. So it's uh, and and that's how how the company started by looking at different ways to manufacture metals in a more you know in a sustainable way, cleaner way. And can you talk a bit about how metals like steel are manufactured the traditional way, and and also maybe just a bit on uh, the scope of the problem as it relates to climate and emissions. Sure. Sure. So steel is manufactured the same way for millennia now. So the Iron Age is 1200 BC, as you know. And uh, so you, you get iron ore, you mix with coking coal in a furnace, and you, you, know, you burn by, by blowing oxygen and uh, some, some form of, of, of oxygen on it. And, and, then, uh, and then the carbon will somehow uh, reduce the iron uh, oxide in the iron ore, and you get your pig iron. So that's and, and this process is, uh, I mean, steel is, uh, is the most imp- one of the most important engineering materials in the world and will continue to be. So uh, this, this way of manufacturing steel is used in 70% of all the steel manufacturing in the world. Only 30% of steel is manufactured coming from remelting scrap. So 1.4, 1.5 billion tons of steel manufactured this way uh, by mixing iron ore with coking coal. And, and that results in 9% of all the CO2 emitted on Earth today. So it's a big chunk. So as, as if we want to decarbonize uh, and, and move on uh, to less CO2 emissions, that's one of the most important uh, uh, industrial uh, uh, in, in, uh, components to, to, to solve. And, uh, and again, it's not just 9% of all the, the, the industrial CO2 emissions. It's 9% of all CO2 emissions. So it's, it's a very large amount, and that's why it is very relevant. I feel like one of the justifications for things like offsets existing is because of certain sectors that are big sources of emissions that are hard to decarbonize that will take decades, even in the best case scenarios. And steel is one that gets brought up frequently. How do you respond to that? Will it take decades to decarbonize even in the best case? And what is it about decarbonizing steel that makes it so challenging? Well, it is arguably the, uh, the most difficult uh, sector to, to decarbonize. You know, it, it is very hard. Uh, it's, uh, it's it, you know, it, it, the, the incumbent method is being developed for, you know, years and years, hundreds of years, 
So it's a, it's a very efficient way. You always have very, very cheap raw materials in order to do that in an efficient way uh, to get your steel manufactured. So to, to eliminate carbon from the equation, you have uh, uh, few options, right? So that's, that's why it makes very difficult. Electrons, so electricity is one of the options. So it, and, and it is the most effective one uh, as, as we see it. And, and one, uh, probably the only one that can solve the whole problem of, of almost 2 billion tons of steel per year. Uh, you know, it, it is being, it, it, it's being uh, catalyzed by all the investment that's being done in, in, in generating green electricity as well. So, so you obviously need to have green electricity, otherwise it, it, otherwise it defeats the purpose. But, but, uh, but with all the investments in, in, in wind and solar and, and, and sustainable ways to get electricity, greener uh, electricity, uh, that, that uh, makes you uh, think of, a, of, of being possible to, uh, uh, to use electricity as the reducing agent to transform iron ore into steel. So, so that's, uh, but, but it's very difficult uh, to do that because it's, you know, being, being a tough tech uh, technology, it's not something that you can iterate very, very simply. So uh, the, the, we are at, at the stage of, of uh, getting our pilot plant uh, uh, developed in a way that we will, on, on a smaller scale, but semi-industrial scale, get to manufacture steel continuously from iron ore using our technology before the end of next year. So that's that's where we are today. Uh-huh. And I know the company's been around for a while and you've raised quite a bit of capital. Can you just set the stage for the audience in terms of uh, where you're at today from a business milestone standpoint, how much capital you've raised and also the sources of that capital. And feel free to talk about the individual firms, but I'm most interested in, was it equity? Was it debt? Was it non-dilutive capital? And just how you think about uh, fundraising for this type of deep tech startup in general. Yeah, no, very interesting. We, uh, the company was formed in, in 2012. I mean, physically started to operate in 2013. The first four years, uh, five years of the company was just going from the coffee cup size uh, laboratory to a semi-industrial uh, model and, and, and pot. And, uh, and, and that was done to test different metallic systems, not just steel. So the, that, that was the first phase. And then during that phase, we, we used uh, we, we, we lived uh, uh, out of grants, you know, government grants, but it was a very small uh, setup. So we were uh, six or seven employees. So in, in 2017, uh, we went for Series A. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and late last year, early this year, we closed Series B. So we, you know, in, in total, we, we, we raised uh, so far close to $100 million dollars uh, and the Series B round and still, of finance. And still, still pre-revenue, correct? It's, it's still pre-revenue. That's correct. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Wow, that, that's so, amazing. That's such yeah. a that's such a big challenge of these deep tech companies in general because this technology needs to exist and this sector exactly. has to get decarbonized. But gosh, that's that sounds like a lot of risk. That's exactly right. And you know, and, and this is an interesting thing how the thing evolved in two thousand and eighteen. Uh, you know. 
due to the background, I, I went to visit the steel companies and it was a totally different scenario at that point uh, compared to what uh, it is today. Uh, it, it, it seemed to be too early for them to, to go on with that. The steel industry, as you know, it's sort of a very conservative industry. I mean, some think it's the most conservative and, uh, and they, they, they were skeptical about uh, uh, our technology and uh, at that point to lead the process. So we, we then uh, shift gears and we found uh, BEV, Breakthrough Energy Ventures, uh, who really liked the idea because they were, uh, you know, they 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 came as as uh, as an entity to uh, really look for for those who could take care of big chunks of CO two emission, and so they they led Series A, uh, BEV, uh, with uh, with also the participation of Prelude Ventures, you know, Nat Simon's uh, uh, fund from the West Coast, the Engine. Uh, built at the MIT, uh, and also OGCI, Oil and Gas Carbon Initiative, uh, which is a, a consortium of the 13 uh, largest uh, oil and gas companies. So, to, so that was the composition of Series A. We were oversubscribed uh, uh, compared to what we needed at that point. And then on, when came Series B, late last year and early this year, we were able to uh, get the confirmation of these four uh, uh, initial shareholders that they came they came strong uh, again for Series B, and we added six other uh, shareholders, and uh, and and the six uh, were Piva, uh, which is the Petronas money, and uh, and and also another consortium uh, from from the, the North American EIP supplying electricity EIP. And then, and then we got uh, uh, also uh, the private side of Fidelity uh, to join. Uh, we doesn't need any introduction. And then uh, uh, two of the four largest iron ore suppliers in the world, so Vale from Brazil and BHP from Australia, and uh, and BMW at the end of the chain. So, so we end up with a, a syndicate of investors, uh, ten giants who really want this to happen and, and are backing us to, to get to, to, to the, final, the final journey. So the next milestone for us, is, as I uh, briefly mentioned before, is to get our pilot plant here in Massachusetts running continuously to produce steel uh, on, a, on a semi-industrial basis with real-life iron ore. And, uh, and then from that point on, we will then... Uh, built the first industrial cell. We are already selecting sites to do that, and we expect to be able to commission an industrial cell, the first one in 2024. And then uh, by mid-decade, has we, we should we should have then then the first demonstration steel plant uh, with with some you know get the the, the necessary uh, the necessary partners to build the first demonstration plant by, by mid-decade. So fairly aggressive uh, uh, timetable, but uh, we we really excited and we believe that it's very doable. So I have a three-part question. One is, who do you envision the ultimate customers are uh, for the Boston Metal offering? Uh, two, how much involvement do those customers have in the early phases and the years leading up to you being revenue generating? And then three, what's the value proposition to them and how much, if at all, do you talk about climate? 
Yeah. Well, sure. Very, very good. So he, here is uh, here is 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 the thing. So so we the the final customer will be uh, steel manufacturers. So this technology can be plugged in into the integrated mills. So today you, they they have molten steel coming from a furnace that's called the basic oxygen furnace. So so they they would produce a pig iron in a blast furnace, transport to this BOF furnace, and get their liquid steel. Our cells would uh, replace all this uh, uh, th this equipment that is is, is carbon intensive and, and and emitting lots of CO2, and uh, and and then we'll give you an even better liquid steel to go into the level metallurgy that exists today to a caster and to the rolling mill roll. So, so you, so you, you have, uh, you have that possibility. You can also get our cells uh, manufacturing the liquid steel uh, plugged into mini mills that recycle scrap and, and then have our liquid steel being added, uh, complementing the charge of the EAF furnaces in their process. That's also possible. But then there is another one uh, that can disrupt it, disrupt the industry uh, as well, which is the following: if you if you have the, the iron ore suppliers have electricity at the mine, you can bring the cells to the mine and they can ship a metallic instead of shipping iron ore. So that's also another way that the process can go. So so that's to, to take care of who would be the customers here. We don't see ourselves as as uh, steel manufacturers or, or plant builders. So the, the, the business model will be one uh, based on, on licensing the technology and, uh, and getting ourselves associated with, with partners that, that can uh, make the technology be, be implemented very efficiently and, and quickly. So, but, but and, and these are primarily the partners who, uh, um, who are making steel the traditional way already? It's, they are very interested now. So they're interested transformed amazingly in this four years. I mean, this is uh, since a one year now. It, they, they are very interested, and all of them, of notice, are following what we are doing very closely. So we are uh, talking to all of them. And Why? They, they why all, why uh, do you think they're becoming interested now? What, well, what's motivating the, them? The pressure on them is amazing to, to solve uh, the problem of CO2 emissions. I mean, you, you, you've seen uh, the, the most important ones uh, the, the the largest manuf steel manufacturers in the world they are uh, already making the pledges uh, to to become carbon neutral by 2050, and uh, and they need uh, they need a roadmap and they they, they need a, a a very uh, effective technology to to make them accomplish that, and uh, and 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 we believe that our technology is the technology that will ultimately prevail, uh, you know, or or at least will be the the dominant one. I mean, there are several other ways to, to think of the problem. Uh, I, I think more than one will exist, but but ours will, uh, I believe, be the, the most effective and, and the most competitive one once we become commercial. So they are very, very interested. There is, a, there is an aspect of our technology that I would like to emphasize that caught the attention of, of lots of them, or, or all of them, which is the following. The, the gang that you have those impurities that you have in the iron ore at the mine, they are oxides, like simple oxides, like alumina, silica, calcium, magnesia, 
that are part of the electrolyte in the cell. So, so therefore, you don't need to process the iron ore in order to add them to our cell, first of all, because everything is going to be molten. And what is impurity in the iron ore is actually part of the electrolyte in our cells. So you don't need to have very rich iron ores in order to get your steel the way you need when you go in a direct reduction uh, way, for example, with uh, using uh, natural gas or, or, or hydrogen as, as, uh, as a possibility as well. So this, this is what makes our technology very competitive and, and, and everybody interested to see uh, uh, when we are going to be commercializing this. That, and we, we, have a, we have a world conspiracy in our favor to get us to be successful as soon as possible. How important is mission alignment when it comes to investors? And said another way, is there a role for greedy capitalists in in decarbonizing these hard to decarbonize sectors like steel, or or do you really need to be doing it more because it's the right thing to do for society? Well, it, it, as as I as I mentioned to you uh, briefly, uh, telling a little bit of our history, it is started with the ladder. I mean, we had to find those who believed that something had to be done because it, it was the right thing to do. But now it's, it's becoming clearer that, uh, at least in our case, this is very competitive. Uh, if we have electricity, uh, according to our calculations and, and our targets, if we have electricity priced below $30 per megawatt hour, we can be competitive with the incumbent today without a carbon tax. So, so this is very appealing and very important in order to make this happen. Tadu, what do you worry about the most? If Boston Metal fails, in hindsight, what do you think the reason could be? Well, if, it's, if, it, if, if all of a sudden uh, society abandons uh, the, the idea that, that, that CO2 is important, and, and therefore I think that's, you know, that's not going to happen. It is important. I don't need to to convince anybody here, as you uh, as, as, as you made clear in your introduction, uh, it's it, and, and therefore we we have to find a solution to to solve to abate CO two emissions from from steel manufacturing. So I you know it's uh, the it, it there is an amazing amazing demand for green steel, and uh, and we can see that, and we've been approached by uh, you know the end users. They, they all want to have green steel in their solutions. And, uh, and, and, and therefore, the pressure is on us to deliver the technology uh, commercially. And, uh, and I, I, I don't see a problem, uh, uh, you know, getting to, to the end of the journey. It is obviously a company that has uh, an R&G-based component. So whether we are going to take five years or four years or six years, that's what is the variable here in order to get uh, the process all the risk and, and, and scaled up. But, uh, but we already proved the concept on the lab scale, so it's a question of system engineering to get to the end of, of, of the journey. Tadu, we have time for one last question, and that's just for anyone in the audience who is trying to find their spot and is maybe an entrepreneur or an operating executive or in some type of functional role in startups but wants to work on climate. What advice do you have for them as they try to sort through the, the right place for them? Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we already had this 
environment mapped out uh, very well. You know, you you and, uh, and, and there is a, a tendency to go after uh, those uh, problems that represent a big chunk in in CO two emissions. So you you know the the idea here is to to be able to show uh, how your piece in the puzzle impact uh, in a in a big way the whole puzzle. You know, and and uh, and, and these things you know sometimes uh, it is it's not easy to see. Uh, that that big impact. So so I my suggestion is that you understand the problem you are trying to solve and 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 explain, I mean to the society as a whole how uh, how that solving that that problem will impact the whole puzzle. So I, I think that's that's the way to go. In our case, it's uh, it's easier to show the problem. I mean, it's you can calculate very easily. Uh, you know, the amount of CO2 that's coming out of the 2 billion tons of steel that is manufactured every year. I mean, some some other ideas uh, may be more difficult to, to, to show the, uh, the impact that they have in the whole picture. But but that's the key thing is, is to is to emphasize and show how important it is. Great. Well, I wish we had 2x or 3x the time that we've had today, but super interesting discussion, important work that you're doing at, at Boston Metal, and I wish you and the whole team every success. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, allowing for inviting us to participate and uh, looking forward to participating again to show our progress. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Jason here. Thanks again for joining me on my climate journey. If you'd like to learn more about the journey, you can visit us at myclimatejourney.co. Note that is .co, not .com. Someday we'll get the .com, but right now, .co. You can also find me on Twitter at jjacobs22, where I would encourage you to share your feedback on the episode or suggestions for future guests you'd like to hear. And before I let you go, if you enjoyed the show, Please share an episode with a friend or consider leaving a review on iTunes. The lawyers made me say that. Thank you. Thank you.